Let me read for you John chapter 15. These are the words of Jesus speaking of himself and those who would have a relationship with him. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, over the last four weeks, we've looked at the parable of the sower and the various kinds of soil in which seed, which is the word of God, can be sown. We talked about how to make growth more possible by trusting God to transform the soil of our lives and rescue us if we happen to find ourselves in the conditions of the hard path, the rocky soil, or the thorny ground. We talked about becoming fertile soil and being receptive to the work of God. But, as I said last week, becoming fertile soil and even staying that way is not the goal we're working toward. If we really want to be healthy, growing disciples of Jesus Christ, we have to take steps beyond the soil care process. According to this scripture, we show that we are disciples by producing fruit. And we produce fruit by remaining attached to the true vine, who is Christ. So for a couple of minutes, let's look at this whole relationship of being attached, attached to Christ, and what that has to do with bearing fruit. You don't have to know a whole lot about plants to understand the truth of this illustration that Jesus uses. You can easily observe by looking at trees, bushes, flowers, backyard tomato plants, grapevines on your fence. You can see, looking at a lot of plants, that branches only stay alive Excuse me, as long as they have a healthy connection to the main trunk or the main vine, whatever the case may be, depending on the plant. If you see a branch lying on the ground, detached from the plant, you know the life in that branch is done. There's no way for that branch to receive nourishment once it is detached from the trunk, the tree, the vine. 
And it doesn't really matter why it's detached. It could be detached because it was cut off intentionally, broken off accidentally. Maybe its healthy connection to the main plant was broken um, by a storm or disease and it fell off. But we know, and you can see by branches laying in your yard sometimes or a branch of some plant laying in your garden, if the branch is not attached, it will not live. It will dry up, not produce fruit, and it's only good to be thrown into the fire. In the words of Jesus that we read earlier, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Then he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. What we need to hear clearly in these words of Jesus is that we are the branches. We are branches. And if we remain attached to the vine or the trunk of the plant, which is Jesus in the case of spiritual gardening, we will live and we will produce fruit. If we do not remain attached, we will die for lack of nourishment or be removed because there's no fruit growing. Branches that don't produce fruit, remember we're the branches, branches that don't produce fruit those branches will die or will be removed. Now, to me and to my simple ears, that sounds like a statement of judgment. And I guess it is judgment being announced. In verse 1 and 2, Jesus clearly says, I'm the true vine, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Cuts it off. Now, we don't always like to think about anything related to God's judgment much. But I'm not really sure how to get around that part of this scripture. I mean, it might be easier to just have read a few verses and skipped over that and read a few more verses. But the words are there. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. Do you hear him? Not only he cuts off some of the branches, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. It sounds as though there can be branches attached to Christ that are not producing fruit. They're attached but completely unproductive. For the kingdom of God, they look a little like a healthy branch, but they don't do anything. They don't produce fruit. They have the appearance of a living branch, but have no life and are fulfilling no purpose. They look similar to the branches that are fruitful, but they produce nothing. So Jesus says they'll be cut off if there is no fruit and that they're only good to be thrown in to the fire. Now, if I hear those words and understand that we are the branches, that makes me want to be sure what it means when, when I hear Jesus talk about bearing fruit. 
What does it mean? What is that fruit? And what does it mean for us to be fruitful or to not be fruitful? I want to be sure about that because I have no desire to be cut off. I mean, maybe we don't think about or talk about producing godly fruit very often because it makes us have to look at our own lives and do some examining, some evaluating. I mean, it doesn't seem to be that tough of a process to evaluate. Am I producing fruit? It could be a yes or no question, I guess. But there's part of me that wants to respond kind of like the expert in the law did in Luke chapter 10 when, uh, when he says to Jesus, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, well, what does the law say? And he responded with a quote from the Old Testament, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, right, go do it. But he had to ask his follow-up question almost as a place to hide rather than just go do it. He follows up with, well, who is my neighbor? And you know that passage of Scripture. That's when Jesus began to tell the parable, the story of the Good Samaritan. Who is my neighbor? It was kind of a hiding place. Sometimes when I read this passage from John 15 about bearing fruit, there's a part of me that wants to ask one of those hiding questions and ask, well, what is bearing fruit? What does that really mean? And I ask that question probably not because I don't know the answer. I do know the answer. But I'd rather not deal with the answer. Or at least I want to try to find a way to maybe tiptoe around the answer to justify a life that may be falling short of reproducing fruit effectively. I want to hide behind that question. What is the fruit of a healthy disciple of Jesus Christ? It's interesting. I never find myself, and I've never heard anybody else say, what's the fruit of an apple tree? We know apple trees produce apples, right? We know oranges reproduce oranges. Tomatoes reproduce tomatoes. Grapes reproduce grapes. Charlie, you holding that bunch of grapes? I wanted those right then. They look so good. Grapes reproduce grapes. So if we follow that line of thinking, grapes produce grapes, apples produce apples, we follow it into these words of Jesus, I think we have to arrive at the conclusion that disciples produce disciples. It's spiritual reproduction. We reproduce who and what we are. Healthy disciples attached to the true vine produce more healthy disciples so i know what the fruit is sometimes it might be easier to just not think about it all the way at our house in northern kentucky where we moved from there's a wild grapevine in our backyard 
that grew along the fence, 30 or 40 feet or so. Grows fast, has to be cut back regularly because it grows so much. It would put out runners from the fence height here all the way up to trees that were up here and, and it would attach on. But it never produces fruit. It appears to be a healthy grapevine, but it's fruitless. If it didn't look so good running along the fence, it would be worthless. But looking good, just because it looks like a fruit-producing plant, but producing no fruit, it's of little value. See, just looking good. For us, looking like a disciple, but not producing fruit. It's not being a disciple of Jesus Christ. If we are not reproducing more disciples, we're not really living the life of a disciple that Jesus called us to. We're not like wild grapevines. We don't get any credit for just looking like the real thing. If we're genuine disciples of Jesus Christ, we will naturally reproduce more disciples. Just as naturally as apples reproduce apples and grapes reproduce grapes. Disciples reproduce disciples. I'm pretty sure that the fruit referred to in John 15 ultimately is new disciples. Of course, part of what helps us reproduce disciples is fruitful action like serving and sharing in the name of Jesus, caring for and praying for people in their times of need, loving and encouraging people when they need it most, meeting the needs of others in the name of Christ. All of those things that, that we kind of do help to gradually produce other disciples. But just doing those things isn't the goal. It helps us get to the goal. Reproducing disciples, that's the goal. That's the fruit referred to in John 15. Take a look at a healthy grapevine. You'll see the perfect illustration of the truth of the words of Jesus in John 15. Because what you'll see if you look closely is that the fruit, in this case, grapes is reproduced on the branches. It's not the vine that reproduces the fruit. It's the branches. The vine feeds and nurtures the branches and gives them life, but it's the branches where the fruit grows. That's the way Jesus stated it in verse 5 of the scripture we read. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Visual illustration. Fruit grows on the branches, not on the vine itself. Jesus did not say he would bear much fruit. He said you, you the branches, you will bear much fruit. It's not the job of the vine to produce the fruit. It's the job of the vine to sustain the branches so that the branches bear the fruit. You know, 
you and I are the fruit, the spiritual fruit of somebody's life. Probably several somebody's. Someone, several someones we know who lives or lived life as a healthy branch attached to the true vine. They maintained their attachment to Jesus long term and they produced fruit of more disciples, more people to follow Jesus. And it happens that you are one of those in somebody's life or several somebodies. You and me. We are the fruit of a faithful disciple's life. Can you think about who some of those people in your life are? Sunday school teachers, children's and youth volunteers in Sunday school and worship and youth meetings, close friends, family members. Think about who those people are in your life that live faithfully so that you are now the fruit of their life. And for just about 10 seconds or so, thank God for those people. Name them in a brief prayer as you thank God. Now, let me ask you this question. Sometime down the road, months or years from now even, who's going to look back and say, they are the fruit of your life? They are the fruit of our lives. Who's going to look back and remember? They lived life faithfully attached to the true vine. And as God used them, I became a part of the fruit of their life. Who's going to look back and say that about you, about me, about our church? The scripture we read is a call for us to work together, to grow together, to stay attached to the true vine and reproduce disciples for Christ, the fruit of life lived in Jesus one more picture look at the divide between the top and the bottom which of these two vines best represents us individually or as a church are we just empty branches hanging on but have no life, no reproduction going on in our lives. That's kind of what the top half of the screen represents. Or are we healthy and actually reproducing fruit in the form of more disciples who genuinely follow Jesus? Represented by the bottom picture, the fruit grown in the lives of faithful branches nurtured by, empowered by the true vine. Are we producing fruit? Or are we not? 
Let's pray. Lord, show us. Show us where we are being fruitful and where we're not. Open our eyes that we can see truthfully where we are faithfully remaining attached to the true vine. Open our eyes that we can see if there is fruit growing from our lives lived in Jesus or if we're a branch that's doing absolutely nothing and are in danger of being cut off. Open our eyes that we can see our lives, our families, our church, as you see those things. Lord, as we remain attached to you, fill us, fuel us, nurture us, strengthen us that we might be a part of your work in the world of growing the fruit of more disciples. Thank you for those whose lives live faithfully include the fruit of our own lives. Pray that there would be a time where others could look back and celebrate our lives, our witness, our love as one of the things that produced the fruit of their relationship with you. God, take us, show us, use us, grow through us new disciples who are the fruit of the kingdom. Use us to bless others as we have been blessed by you and your faithful servants over the years. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.